Hello sacred souls and welcome to My Sacred Return, the podcast. I'm Liz and I created this space to help you connect with experiences that let you know you're understood. Whether you're struggling to juggle the weights of the world, feel like childhood wounds are still holding you back or just want to peek into the life of someone doing the work, I'm pretty sure that I have something for you here. So let's talk. Hello my sacred souls and welcome back to another episode of My Sacred Returns podcast. If you're new here, welcome, I'm Liz and if you're returning, thank you so much for being here again. For those of you who don't follow me on social media, you may not have known but last week I wasn't well which why there was no episode but I'm back now and feeling much better and so I wanted to speak about something that has been on my mind over the past week a lot. I've been having conversations with friends and also coming across things on the internet and social media and in my work, so it's crossed over in so many ways, about posting children online. Now, I want to say the first thing about posting children online when it came to mind and what I was seeing was a constant theme of children being posted online but not for the beauty and joy of the child but in ways that the children were being exploited so I just wanted to speak about what it looks like and different size. I wanted to make this more of an interactive episode where I would love for you all to give me your feedback and your opinions on where you stand in posting children online and how you think it affects children and the world and how the children are received by the world but also how the children receive the world. We're living in a very digital age right now where social media and likes are seen as currency, although they aren't always currency. Now, I wanted to start with the more positive side of posting children online. There is obviously the side where you share with family and friends and you post to your immediate circle of people, which unless there are people in your immediate circle who are dangerous, that isn't really harmful. Then there's also another side which could be seen as positive, where now we're seeing mothers, for example, a lot of stay-at-home mothers who are now able to post their children and make mother and child or parenting content that one, helps other parents learn tips, have communities where they can share with one another, and also they get their children into different brand deals whether it's you know modeling for next or just ads and different kind of things that's making money and they're able to save that and put that aside to set up their child for a bright future in the long run which of course with the state of the world we're in right now um and just in general being able to set up your child financially is an amazing thing and we see so many talks about generational wealth and that's a great way to be able to put money aside, a lot of money with how social media has been moving and whether you invest in, letting it build up, putting it into things so your children have things, that is the side of it and that is as far as it goes in terms of positivity from my perspective. Now, There are a lot of adult children of dysfunctional families who are also parents and have access to the internet. So while one side of things you can see the loving side of 
people trying to be positive with what they're doing, sharing things of their children or getting their children in ads or modeling gigs or whatever or helping them follow their passion. There's one side of it where you can see people intentionally trying to still monitor their child but then on the other side of thing you see where it's got lost and there are adult children playing out their dysfunction and using their children as pawns in a game and this is the side that has actually become more prevalent which scares me and I just wanted to speak about, first of all, what happens when you treat your child like a pawn in a game. When a child is treated like a pawn in the game, you're reducing them to being nothing more than that. You're teaching them that it's okay for them to be devalued and okay for them to be belittled because you're doing it to them. You're reducing them to something so small as a tit for tat in an argument with their other parent or family members or other people. You're using them so when they go out into this world and as they grow up, they're gonna think that they're only here to be used and they're gonna allow this world and different people of this world to belittle them and to use them and so when you are treating your child like a pawn in a game you are setting them up for failure and oftentimes I see this being done by people who are using it as a way to get back at the other parent who is maybe absent which is not a good thing at all or other family members or maybe old friends you know sometimes you see someone posting their child and making jokes across the video of their child about how other children are ugly. You see them posting and expressing how their dad doesn't come and look after them and doesn't care about them and doesn't love them, exposing the nasty, disgusting messages of things that their parent or parents' partners or family members have said about them. And this is all put on display with these beautiful children's faces right beside it. Why? I see children dancing to TikToks and they've learned the songs, they've learned the words of the TikTok or the dance routine and they're so little they couldn't possibly understand what is written over the screen of that video and it just makes me think, imagine you grow up and find that those videos you were making with your mum when you thought that you were having mummy me time the videos you made with your dad when you went to see him or, you know, if your dad was your active parent and you thought, yay, we're bonding, we've got so much in common, to go back and see what they were using them for. Imagine how that would make you feel. And so many times it's used as a way for the parent who is present and recording and sharing these things to social media to actually say, oh, well, you know, I'm the good parent, I'm the active parent because I'm here. I think we've lived enough life now and with us as these millennials who are delving into where our parents went wrong and where the generational trauma needs to stop, right? We talk about that so much. Um, I think we have lived enough, enough life to understand that just because you stay, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good parent. So even though there may be an absent parent who has said that they don't care about their child, you being present and then also showing you don't care about your child enough because you're exploiting them on the internet isn't necessarily a better option. Maybe you're putting a roof over their head and making sure that they eat 
So that's a good thing, right? Because you're sustaining them in life and in body. But if you are allowing them to be belittled and devalued for likes on social media, this thing, this internet, how could you then possibly tell them when they grow up not to be controlled by the world, not to be swayed by other people's opinions of them and not to sell themselves short for these apps and these likes when you are already doing that to them? So I just wanted to put that out there because the porn in the game part of things really does worry me because our self-esteem, the way we view ourselves, these things begin at home and I know that we can look out in the world and we can see the influences of the world, right? We can see the bullying that can happen in school, the teachers that aren't too kind, the abuse that can happen by strangers but any of us who really delve into the statistics conversations and actually ask people around us their experiences the majority of the time when people are hurt outside of the home it's by people that they know already they've already built and formed a rapport with very rarely is an absolute stranger very rarely but that happens but that is rare in the majority of things and so how we can protect children and young people and adults and everyone in general, right? Because adults were once children, we are all in this same continuation of life. How we can protect people the most is making sure that at home, the foundation is solid. In the community, the foundation is solid and work outwards like that so that when children grow up and they come across people, they're able to sense danger better. They're able to understand when they don't need to keep a secret for a certain person. They're able to say no when people are trying to peer pressure them into certain things. They're able to have a foundation and feel safe to come back to you and say, this person in this world is trying to belittle or devalue me. And they're able to notice that as something that isn't normal because it's not what you do to them. We need to pay attention to what we're doing because we are now the adults. We are now the ones who lead the way. We are the ones who hold the space and create those communities for the children. So we have to be intentional. Yes, heal our own things. We are important. Our journey is important. But what we've seen so far is that generations have passed and a lot of people have got to the point of either ignoring their own things or only starting to heal their own things and still not looking at who is behind them. And I think with our generation now, especially with like millennials and things like that, those of us who are in the spaces to be nurturing young children into this world again, we need to keep looking backwards, as in looking at who's following us, looking at the children that have come behind, posting things and knowing that it's going to go viral because you've posted something exposing that your child's father is a deadbeat with your child's beautiful face there. Yeah, it will go viral because so many people are still also adults of these dysfunctional families. They think it's normal and they think that revenge is worth devaluing your child, but it's not. Don't give yourself away to the world for likes on an app that could close down tomorrow. Your account could get banned tomorrow. All of that could be gone tomorrow. Your child is still there. And you're showing your child that you will sell them out for some likes on something that will be gone tomorrow. Just pay attention to that. Now, that's the side of it. 
that's the pawn in the game side of it, right? That really does bother me. But there's another side of it, which is the most obvious side of what happens with posting children online. But I think people have completely lost their way with what's happening with it now. And that is the side of paedophiles. If it's one thing we all should know is that this internet does not discriminate. Anyone can access the internet. And there are people on the internet who are predators and who are paying attention to what you post when you have children because they like children in a way that adults should not like children. And it's got to the point now where I've seen these, and I'm not going to say names of any of these children for the fact of, I don't know who listens to this podcast and I don't want anyone who also has that sort of affinity to children to go searching for these children but there are children on these apps on TikTok for example there's a little girl and her mum posts her and there have been concerns of paedophiles watching and sharing her things and having her things in these little paedophilia rings and sending around her videos and she posts these videos which should be harmless because a child's in them however Knowing what she knows with the allegations and the information, she still proceeds to post certain videos that are suggestive, and it makes me sick to even say this because there's nothing suggestive about a child, but the way in which certain videos are posted with certain props used in the videos, and they get the most saves on the videos people search specifically the child's name and certain things for example child's name eating a hot dog child's name eating cucumbers if you get my gist these things are happening and there are parents who know this and they just are like oh just ignore it like they continue to post these suggestive things now I don't know if it's naivety because I never want to look at anyone and assume that anyone is just that evil that they would sell their child to predators, right? Although it happens, I would never want to just mark someone as evil or people as evil. But I will say there are a lot of people who are naive to the power of these predators and are posting their children in suggestive ways, allowing their children to be exposed not closed on the internet you have to be mindful it is scary to understand and know that there are people who save videos of innocent little children to do the unthinkable with and people post their children online in so many ways where they're completely exposed I just don't understand it and I don't understand the suggestiveness at all but I also don't understand posting children naked on the internet. Why? They're children. They deserve a right to be able to have their body concealed. They haven't given permission, right? And I understand we're in a time now where consent is at the forefront of things where I know some people may roll their eyes and say everything's consent now. This is the way that it always should have been. Children should not have just been posted online with their whole bodies naked because they're under an age that you think is acceptable for someone to have feelings towards them. You do know that paedophiles like children of whatever age they're attracted to. That can be babies still in nappies. That can be toddlers. Or it can be when they're at the age of just starting school. 
So you have to be really, really mindful. Yes, your child may be beautiful, but they're just as beautiful if you post them with a top on, if you post them with bottoms on. Everyone doesn't need to see their whole body because everyone isn't a genuine person who sees a child as just an innocent child. Some people are sick, very, very sick, and the way that they're sick would harm your child. So don't sell your child to them. You know, we've seen and he who shall not be named, but a very famous R&B singer who is now finally getting the repercussions and the consequences of his actions to young girls it went by for a very long time but one of the things that's been a common theme is that a lot of these young girls were introduced to him by their parents and we can look at that from the outside in and say how could they that's so wicked but you don't realize that nowadays everything isn't a meet and greet and going to a concert people have so much more access now because we have this internet so although you may think you're not taking your child to meet someone who's possibly a predator posting them in certain ways open platforms people to have access to them can also do the same thing so if you are going to be posting your children online just be mindful of how you're posting them where you're posting them would they be comfortable knowing when they get older that you were posting them naked online or things like that um and if you do come across things that are like that I'm sorry to say but report it I do when I come across something where I feel like this is way too like the comments just look like people who you know it's old men grown people calling babies names that they shouldn't be calling them I will report the post not to like oh I don't want parents to show their children but I can see predators and the only way to get rid of them you can block all of these predators but me blocking a predator doesn't stop them from seeing that child naked on the internet so I have to report the child that's naked on the internet so just be mindful of how you post on your children. Another thing I wanted to touch on was children actually having access to the internet because there are a lot of children who have access to the internet under the age requirements of these apps, although the age requirements of these apps, sometimes I think they may be too young because of how the children are growing up now, but I can't deny the fact that I was on the internet at a very young age. I think at the time when I started using the internet, I would have been definitely in primary school, and I was on the internet, they didn't have apps how they have them now, so majority of the people I was speaking to were people that I did know, but still, I did have access to things like Habbo Hotel, which is like an online game, where I used to play in primary school and speaking to strangers, I had pen pals who were also strangers, and then as I grew up and I started to use more social media, I was being influenced, and possibly influencing, other people online whether it was friends that I knew friends of a friend etc and it just expands and expands now nowadays social media is way different I think I wouldn't have even made it to this point of having this amount of mental capacity left if I grew up on the social media of today because even now as someone who has discernment and has discipline I can go on TikTok and end up being on TikTok scrolling for 30 minutes and not even realise because the dopamine receptors everything's going off 
and you're just consuming content. So for children growing up who are just like, this is now their norm, that's why we are seeing more anxiety in children, more comparison in children, more children killing themselves, more children killing each other because they have access to these devices unmonitored and that's how they're being raised. And I was watching an interview on I Never Knew TV and if you don't know that it's on YouTube and it's like a Jamaican platform where different people go on and speak and they just shed so much beautiful light and there was a man on there, I think his name was Musa Baruka, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, um, but he had a video on there and he was speaking about, you know, parents, how they're raising their children today and he was cussing a bit, but he was speaking about the fact that There are so many parents within our millennial generation who are still pointing the fingers at their parents and grandparents and all of the elders that came before us whilst neglecting their children, leaving their children to be raised by iPads and by mobile phones. You know, if you've heard me speak about this before, you know that there was a story that, um, I heard before, I've heard it a few times actually, of children going into doctor surgeries and picking up books that you literally, paperback books, and trying to scroll them because they think they're tablets, right? That's how they have learned to read. So already we're seeing this disconnect between humans actually being able to touch things and thinking that everything exists on this internet. But yeah, in the video, he was speaking about, he was just cussing basically um, parents because he was saying, you have to be accountable. Who's raising your child? Are you raising your child or are you leaving your child to be raised by the world? And it's true that if you are leaving your child to be raised by the world, you cannot then turn around and blame the world because you gave your child to the world to be raised by them now of course there are parents who are completely active and things happen like because there are if you're completely active and you take care of your child and you're raising your child and you're attentive to their needs and you're giving them what you think is the healthy balance but there's another child out there who's not getting that healthy balance of course they can cross paths and it can be deadly But if more parents were intentional about paying attention to their children, what they're doing on the internet, if they've got access to the internet, making sure they have extracurricular activities, pouring into their passions, etc., then we'd see more of a balance. And one of the things he said in the video, he was like, um, he was talking about the influence of music and how people say that music doesn't influence people, which is a lie because it has been influencing people since the beginning of time so to think that music just doesn't influence children when it's been influencing adults for generations is like a cop-out I see now with the music even with apps like TikTok there can be trends that the trend itself the words that are used and things like that are so sweet that you get involved and then you actually listen to the song and it's like toxic or it's just it's like dead music and by dead music I mean it's just lifeless soulless it doesn't promote life it just promotes the destroying of life you know about shooting down or running down ups or whatever and I've listened to all different types of music in my whole life and I've also worked in a music industry that promoted music that I thought was harmless and 
now I'm at a place where I'm continuing to shed layers. There's still music that I listen to and I'm like, oh, maybe I need the clean version because this one is a bit too wild. And then even with the clean version, I'm still like, mm, I gotta get it off. You know, I'm still trying to pull away, but I've had balance because I grew up in a time where there was more balance. Children today don't have much of a balance, so it's important that we're really intentional about giving it to them. And I know everyone's not going to have all the time in the world, but this is why we have to be intentional about bringing children into the world and how many we bring into the world. Let me tell you something. I have always wanted six children, always wanted six children. And it isn't the fact that I don't think I could look after six children that is making me like, hmm, maybe I won't have six now. It's the fact that my fight to protect them from this world enough so that they can be in it, but not of it. I I may need to have less children. I may need to have two children so that I can really be attentive and make sure that they're protective would it satisfy me to have six beautiful babies running around this world and say they came from me? Of course, it'd be amazing. But if it's at the detriment of them getting everything they need from me, I will have two. I would have one. I would, you know, have much less children because I don't want them to be left to be raised. It shouldn't even be 50-50 between me and the world. And I think nowadays it isn't even 50-50, it's like 80% the world, 20% family. And I say family because it isn't just the parents, a lot of grandparents are raising children. That's been happening for a long time and it's still happening. A lot of grandparents are raising children. There are a lot of dads calling mums worthless and saying, oh, they go out every weekend and leave my child with their mum, but where are they? You know, there were a lot of dads that are out popping champagne. The video, I'm going to put it in the bio, the video of the man on I Never Knew TV. So if you don't understand Patois, don't worry, there's subtitles. But if you do understand Patois, the video, I'll put it there. And he says all of this, like, you know, there are nowadays, there are so many people who go out, they pop champagne, they live their best life, buy all these designer clothes, and then turn around and say that they can't afford school uniform for their child, because they think the mother of the child is going to go and spend it on themselves. They get into arguments. Now the mother wants revenge, and now the child is the pawn in the game, because their business is exposed on social media with the child's face. You see, there's a whole domino effect. So rather than pointing all of these fingers and ignoring children, we have to become aware of the children, hyper aware of the children to make sure that the children are getting what they need. I'm going to share a lot more content on my Instagram with statistics because I think statistics are something that you can say them all you want verbally, but sometimes people need to really see them in front of them and read them. So I'm going to make a lot more content with statistics just to show people how children are being affected by our actions now as the adults today. Us, not the adults that came before us, us now, how we are affecting the children and how we can make these changes and how it also benefits us, not just in a way that it benefits us because we love the children, but in a way that it shows us that the past and the things that we're blaming, our parents and their parents, don't have a hold on us anymore. Because if we are putting all our attention into deflecting, we are doing ourselves a disservice as well.
so I will share more content about that with statistics and things but please just be mindful like there are children who are being raised by these things and going and shooting up these schools and there are children who have been raised by these things and killing their parents like I'm someone who has watched so much crime shows studied the law side of things and let me tell you the damage there will be no world left I know people speak about end times and different things like that, but I'm not even speaking on that level of, you know, God basically wiping us out. I'm speaking on the level of the children today wiping this world out because they are holding so much of our trauma. They are being neglected at rates that are ridiculous. They are being harmed at rates that are ridiculous. If they are angry... I don't blame them and these children's wrath has been wiping people out and when it happens people point the fingers of who's to blame and who's not to blame and when things happen when the police kill us then there's an uproar when the children kill each other it's so silent that people speak a little bit they get mad a little bit and then it goes silent again something needs to be done some things a lot of things need to be done but I think when it comes to children we just have to be careful with what's going on this internet what they're being exposed to from this internet yes it's not going to be the answer to everything there's so many other things that come into play but I just think if you were raising a child you're not exactly going to go into a prison and say hey you over there who's a murderer and you over there who's a rapist and you over there who steal can you come and help me raise my child please because you know I want to talk to my friend on the phone and talk about gossip or I want to go and hang out or they're a bit too loud and they're getting on my nerves so can you just raise them and help me raise them you're not going to do that but when you are leaving them to the internet you are doing that because you don't know who's on there and a lot of the things that are on there if you listen to the music your child's listening to if you watch the things your child is watching you will see murderers rapists thieves they're raising your children and I'm not to say like every single person who commits a crime is a dark awful person but they definitely are led astray definitely are led astray and I wouldn't want them raising my children and I wouldn't want them raising any children because as they raise children they create more of them in this world and there will be none of the other children left so save a child, save a child, pay attention to what you're putting on the internet of your child, pay attention to who's raising your child and yeah, just protect the kids, man, protect the kids. You know I love the kids. If there's one thing about me, I love the kids. So I just want them to be safe. And I'm going to leave you with these just these questions for you to just think about. And if you want to share your thoughts with me, my Instagram is at my sacred return you know where to find me and I'll also leave my email address in the bio if you have any questions or a dilemma that you want me to unpack in another episode but these questions just take these sit with them journal with them really think about it one who is raising your child two will you hold yourself accountable if you let likes and apps raise your child three 
will you own up to your past if your child grows up to have a problem with how you have exploited them on the internet? Think about it. If you don't like the answers, make the change because you have the power to. So that's me for this episode. I'll be back on Saturday because it's bonus week with another episode. But I really wanted to talk about that because it's been on my heart and it's something that really does sadden me. These children need love. They deserve it. They're sacred and their value is immeasurable. We don't even know how blessed we are to have these children in this world. And we're not doing right by them as a collective. And we need to. So let's stick together and do the best that we can for these little kids. And save them from this internet. Because this internet, there's pros but way more cons right now. So I hope you all enjoy your week. Have a beautiful week. Stay wrapped up if you're living in England because it's cold. And I will speak to you all again on the weekend. I love you all so much. Thank you for being with me. And until next time. Thank you for joining me for an episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. I hope this space made you feel comfortable and that you'll return next week. If you feel called to, please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. You can keep up with me on Instagram at My Sacred Return and the rest of my social media links will be in the description box. See you next time, Sacred Souls.